Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast where seven minutes a week we are investing in our leadership and uh, trusting that as we grow as leaders we become a greater blessing and we see uh, the work whether it's a ministry, whether it's an organization, we're trusting that that will grow as well. So we are on week number three of a little series we've done called Self-Leadership and it got based on a quote that John Maxwell said and he said, the hardest person in the world to lead is yourself and think about it it's true isn't it it's we know what we like not when people are around but when we buy ourselves and we struggle with our own laziness or we struggle with our own frustrations or impatience if we can lead ourselves well then we'll be able to lead others better and it'll be easier for others to follow us if we're leading ourselves well so the best place to start your leadership development is with the hardest person to lead and uh, that's us so if we can lead ourselves well it should be easier to lead others so the scripture we've been basing this little series off is an amazing text that Paul used speaking about his own self-leadership in 1 Corinthians Chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, he says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So, run to win. And that was week number one. We looked at our attitude. What is that attitude of running to win? We don't compete against others. I'm not competing against other pastors or other churches. I'm competing against myself. I want to outrun myself. I want to give my best into every situation. Verse 25 says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. And if you remember last week, if you listened to last week's episode, we spoke about uh, that vision of running for eternity. It's not just about the here and now, but actually we have an eternal vision. Paul was running for that eternal prize and that's what motivated him. Now, the key verse we looked at last week is from the King James Version. It says, for lack of vision, people perish in other words our discipline and our motivation are linked to our vision so you don't normally have a self-discipline problem you'll have a vision problem which is what we're going to be talking about today so verse number 26 so i run with purpose in every step that's one of my favorite verses that's what we're going to be looking at today self-discipline running with intentionality i run with purpose in every step i'm not just shadow boxing i discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should otherwise i fear that after preaching to others i myself might be disqualified so let's get into this week's uh topic where is we're looking at what does it mean to live a self-discipline life and why is it important verse 26 so i run with purpose in every step verse 27 i discipline my body like an athlete self-discipline is basically translating vision into habits and routines let me say that again that's what self-discipline is it's the ability to translate vision what we're trusting for in the future into our daily habits and routines now habits are little routines simply like brushing your teeth that have become so much a part of your life that you almost do them without thinking they're just automatic in your life now Successful people have learned to put habits and routines into their place so that they almost do them without thinking, but because they're doing them daily, consistently, 
that effect is constantly causing them to grow and get better. Self-discipline is never the problem. Vision is. And we mentioned that Proverbs 29 verse 18, for lack of vision, my people perish. Now, the secret behind top athletes being able to compete at their best and get the best out of themselves is that they have managed to turn that vision. I want to be number one. I want to win the race. I want to be the best golfer in the world, the best soccer player in the world. They've translated that vision into habits and disciplines that keep them training consistently day in and day out, even when the motivation or the feelings grow low. Now, this is important. You see, if you only do something when you feel like it, or you only do something when uh, you're motivated, then let's be real. Our motivation goes up and our motivation goes down. And so if your practice if as a pastor, my praying or studying the word, if you're only doing that when you're feeling strong and motivated, then what happens when you hit a bit of a dip? Those disciplines go out of the window. So the challenge is to put the habits and disciplines in place so that they become so much a part of your routine that even when you don't feel like it, you do it anyway. Feelings and motivations go up and down, but habits and routines stay the same. This is the power of consistency in our lives. Another Maxwell quote, he said, leadership is not developed in a day, but daily. That's the power of consistency. That's why self-discipline is so important. So two quick things that Paul mentioned from that passage. He said, but I have purpose in every step. Someone said that practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. In other words, what you practice is what will become permanent in your life. So there's no good practicing doing the wrong thing because you're just making that permanent. In other words, don't just practice, but practice the right thing. Consider the habits and routines in your life. Are they the right thing? How can you maximize or adjust the habits in your life to produce the best results? Now, just personally, I've got a habit of reading the Bible every day. I start the morning, cup of coffee, read my Bible. But I've been challenged that actually I could take that habit a step further. Instead of just reading the Bible, can I learn to meditate on Scripture so that Scripture becomes more a part of me? So the habit is really already there, but by adding purpose to every step, you can maximize those habits to produce a greater return. Small adjustments can make it way more effective. Secondly, he said, but I discipline my body. Now, Temptation is common to everyone. All of us suffer temptations. Self-leadership involves the bringing of those desires under the Lordship of Jesus so that we can glorify Him. So I want you to take a moment now and evaluate in your own life the need for growth in different areas. For example, spiritual disciplines. What about physical disciplines? What about your eating habits? What about your working habits? What about your social habits? In any one of these areas, do you need to adjust to maximize your habits and behavior? So here's the challenge I want to leave you with. The self-leadership challenge is to become more intentional about leading yourself well so that it becomes easier for others to follow you. And I've got a couple of questions I want to leave you with. You'll find them in the the notes. Question one, attitude, vision, or self-discipline. Which of these three need the most work? I'd love you to chat about that. What about question two? What one thing could you focus on in each of these areas to practically 
take the next step. And then lastly, in the area of self-discipline, rate your habits in each of the areas below and see which ones need the most work. Is it spiritual habits, physical exercise habits, eating habits, working habits, or social habits? Which ones need to be tweaked and worked on so that you can grow your self-leadership? I hope this little series has been helpful. Let's work at our self-leadership. The better we lead ourselves, the better we will lead others. God bless. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.